Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Mostly Low Budget Movie Reviews. I am your host, Clarence. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I was supposed to do a different review today, uh, the sequel to that other movie that I talked about in the last episode, and I'll get to it, but I got some big releases pressing this weekend that I kind of wanted to get to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the previous episode, uh, but, but listen to this one first, and then go back and listen to that one. Now, even though I've been very critical uh, of the mixed bag that Phase 4 and Phase 5 have been so far, I am squarely in the Marvel camp when it comes to these superhero movies. It's not that I dislike DC or anything, I just think they've struggled to execute their vision, whereas Marvel has this whole intertwined universe that all feels organic the way they do their thing. I mean, DC has done well with Batman. I was pleasantly surprised by the last one with Pattinson. That caught me off guard. Uh, The second, Suicide Squad, was pretty good. That's very underrated. Uh, That alternate version of the Joker with uh, Phoenix is really good. Looking forward to the sequel of that one. But again, the common theme here is all those things are self-contained. None of those are really related to each other. However, if there is a time to strike... Now's the time with Marvel looking kind of flaky out here right now. And looking at the release schedule for DC, they have some interesting entries coming up. Starting with today's movie, The Flash. Which initially I was lukewarm on, but the more trailers I saw, the more released footage of a a bigger connected situation. They had me when I saw Michael Keaton returning as Batman. That reveal, they got me locked in. So... I'm going into this one a bit more excited than um, I normally would be. So I'm really excited to see what they have to offer in this one. So, what is this about? Well, we start out with Barry, the Flash, stopping in a coffee shop to get his favorite breakfast. Um, And, you know, the Flash, he pretty much has to constantly be putting fuel in his body due to his high metabolism. Now, he gets a call from Alfred. Yes, that Alfred, Batman's Alfred, telling him he's needed, you know, his help to avert some disaster. Spoiler free, but this is the first time we get a sample of what the Flash can do. Along with Batman, who was in the trailer, so like I said, that's not really a spoiler. But there's another person that shows up that they don't talk about, and I won't mention it here, so I won't spoil it for you. And they do the job, and Barry gets back to his normal life. Which includes trying to help his father, who is in trouble. Spoiler free, I won't get into any of that. Now... He's upset that he hasn't been able to help his father with his situation, and he just takes off running. And he runs faster than he's ever run before. Now, I won't get into what happens much, but let's just say he figures out a way to manipulate time. Now, he talks to Bruce Wayne about this, and he kind of warns him about the ramifications But he decides to go back and make one slight adjustment to help his father. And that's where I will stop because from there, his course of action has this ripple effect. And he finds himself trying to figure out how he can fix everything that he just did and keep the results of that minor fix he made. So what did the pros think? Well, they came in at a 67% on 225 reviews with the audience at a more impressed 89% on over 500 reviews on the Rotten Scale, but what did I think? Well, let me start with these positives. Now, I like the effect 
that they use to display the tremendous speed he's moving at and his thought process while he's in the mode of doing things really fast. Um, Ezra Miller, uh, I won't get into any of his off-the-screen stuff, but it's pretty safe to say he won't be back in this role, and that's really too bad for DC because he was really good. Uh, He hit all the right emotional notes, and he was acting with himself almost, you know, for the whole time. Spoiler-free, won't get into any of that. Uh, And with almost a a two-and-a-half-hour runtime, I'm pretty happy uh, that it was really fast-paced. There's not a lot of fluff or filler here. Uh, They could have shaved off 10 to 15 minutes, of course, but there was nothing really egregious here where I would look at it and it's like, yeah, I could have done without that scene or something like that. I really didn't have that feeling here, so I'm kind of satisfied with the cut of this movie overall. Now, it does get a bit heavy with the family situation, even though you know how it's going to play out. I was still rooting for him uh, to find a way to fix that situation. Does he or doesn't he? I won't spoil that here. And I did laugh a lot more than I expected, because when it first started, I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of a, a corny type comedy. But the comedic elements do improve as the movie goes on, and it really hits its stride during that second act, and it really gets uh, entertaining and funny there. Now, the special effects, again, are pretty solid overall. Uh, the end of confrontation with the whole team together. Uh, Spoiler Free was pretty interesting with that time element. And it comes to a pretty good conclusion, and I felt like it was a reboot of sorts of the whole universe. Oh, before I get to the negatives, the Easter eggs. I'll admit, I actually geeked out a few times when they mentioned some of the things they mentioned and they showed on the screen some of the things they show, the things they talked about. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything here, but let me give you just a little bit of a clue. You know how there's rumors of actors who are considered for different roles and they might have you know, turned them down. Uh, it does involve that, and that's all I'll say. And I will say it will hit you a little bit harder if you know about casting decisions in some uh, other movies, not just talking about superhero movies or Marvel movies or DC movies or anything like that. I mean movies in general. And like I said, I'll, I'll leave that there. Uh, as far as negatives go, now, they did execute their time situation thing well, but I'm getting a little bit burned out on all this time stuff. Between this and all the stuff Marvel's done with timeline stuff, I mean, they've released a bunch of timeline movie type stuff. It's just not an original take anymore. And it does get a bit jumbled and convoluted at times, trying to follow the logic of what's really going on. And the one twist they had, you see coming from a mile away, which I really wish they would have hidden that a little bit better. So when they actually do that reveal, you're like, oh, wow, okay. And, you know, they kind of telegraphed that one. And the CGI, some of it was a bit plastic and really fake looking in parts. And considering all the money they spent, rumored to be in the neighborhood of $220 million, people are saying it's more than that. Uh, I expected a bit more polish, you know. But I'm not going to beat this one up too much. Let me bottom line this one for you. Did I enjoy it? And yes, I did. I like this one a lot. Uh, this is the best DC movie I've seen in a while. I would put this one right in an 85% on the rotten scale uh, to stay consistent. 
The time thing, like I said, has been done way too many times in these superhero movies. The story with the time stuff does get a bit confusing. And um, the CGI, like I said, gets a bit wonky in places. However, those are pretty minor critiques with what they actually gave you on the screen. I mean, we got to see some new characters, alternate characters. <laughs> uh, great to see multiple Batmans. Almost gave me the vibes of uh, Spider-Man when they brought all the different Spider-Mans back. Uh, and did I mention multiple Batmans? That's all I'm going to say. There is a surprise there. I mean, you know about Keaton, but there, you know, okay, I'll leave that alone. And they did cram a lot of fan service in here without it feeling too cluttered. And for the first time, I can actually see the vision and what they were going for, which is huge and not always the case with DC. Now, Marvel has had an iron grip on this genre for quite a long time, and they've been, in my opinion, dropping the ball lately. Uh, if this next Marvel, I mean, not Marvel, this next DC movie uh, I think it's called Blue Beetle or something like that. I think it's called... If they hit on that one, Marvel's going to really need to tighten some things up going forward. Uh, DC coming out with two bangers in a row for the summer. And then they're coming back, Marvel, with the Captain uh, Marvel sequel. Which got mixed reviews at best. And from the trailers I've seen of this sequel, I'm pretty lukewarm on this one as well. So... We will see. I'll reserve judgment until it comes out and see what gets on the screen. But I think Marvel needs to wake up and pay attention. With that being said, I'm going to close it out right here. If this is your first time, don't make it your last. This has been a Podbean production, mostly low-budget movie reviews with Clarence. Thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. And I will be back. There's another movie that's out in theaters that I need to check out. And then there's another movie that's streaming that I need to also uh, get on because I know it's going to be trending number one at some point this weekend. So I definitely need to do that. You guys know I always try to give you uh, what's uh, trending. It's a new movie on Netflix, which actually involves someone that's uh, in the Marvel Universe. If you don't know who that is, come back and check me out next episode and I'll let you know what that movie is and we'll uh, discuss. <laughs> Again, I do appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Always appreciate it. Still can't believe people actually listen to me uh, ramble on about these movies. But I appreciate each and every one of you that do that. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And I will see you guys next time. Peace.